Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Jimmy, we got uh, Monday after Thanksgiving. We hope everyone had a great yes, Thanksgiving amen. here in the in the holiday season. Just a brief review from last week. We're talking about that bullseye yes. and Jesus. A lot of John fifteen. Mm. So maybe a familiar passage to people, but can't ever be too familiar nope. with having Jesus be um, not just first place. Yes, first place, but also you know what came out of that conversation was. A daily coming back to Jesus. What are you saying? What are you doing? Uh-huh. How can I honor you mm-hmm. with my entire life? And then fruitfulness coming out of that sure. in, in every part of our life. Yeah. Um, we also, we, as we think about this, we wanted to make sure to give a plug. I'm looking over there at some, yes. uh, some pumpkin bread, and, yes, and I heard about which is excellent pumpkin bread, by the way. <laughs> I heard of, I heard about that pumpkin bread. Uh, your wife, my wife, and Connie listening to their new podcast that just got oh. released, uh-huh. uh, Parenting with Purpose. Parenting so we just with Purpose. Point people in that direction as well. Parenting with Purpose is is a unique podcast by our wives and Connie Dunn uh-huh. uh, to serve the whole world. Sure, uh, and it, uh, what I think is the greatest need, uh, the, the greatest need that people feel is parenting. Mm-hmm. You know, we would we would always say marriage and then parenting, but to be quite honest, my experience these days is people care more about parenting mm. than their own marriage, which is a problem. <laughs> but I also want to say that everybody wants to be a great parent, yes. even if they're struggling in their marriage. Yes, and um, this helps you with your marriage, obviously, yep. and it's central, but it also. It's very, very helpful from three ladies that are raising golly kids. There you go. So, so, check, so, so yeah. check that out. Um, so today, we want to continue with what we talked about uh, last week. You know, we're in this lessons learned mm-hmm. from this last year, but really from your whole life, abiding in Jesus. Mm. And just, we want to unpack that yeah. more. What does it mean? So take us there. Yeah, so, so I, think, I think so many times is um, worldviews everything. Okay. Okay, so I chose early on and I am re-upping because you have to constantly re-up. I mean, Mm -hmm. Jordan, if I could, I feel uh, more needful for personal change to be more like Jesus and more connected to Jesus than I did 30 years ago, which is a bit embarrassing at one level, but it's also, um, um, it's enlightening Mm. because again, without Jesus as the center of my world, my world doesn't work, mm. and um, and I decided years ago that, and Laura and I together said, Jesus will be our worldview. Will be the throne of grace in eternity. Mm. Will be God Himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and and our pleasing to Him, living in His presence, walking in His way, reflecting His glory. That's our worldview. Right. All and the world is not going to dictate to us what God has already declared through his son. Right. And it's whether we're going to adapt and live through the lens of the son of God through right. Jesus Christ. You know, uh, the uh, God spoke in many ways and various ways through the prophets of old, but in these last days he's spoken to us through his son, who is the exact representation mm. of his image. Right. So when we see Jesus in the way that God 
has declared him through the scriptures and by revelation in the Holy Spirit, right. then that worldview then allows us uh, the, to, to, to truly be who we're called to be right. and to be, live satisfied, full of joy, full of the Holy Spirit. Right. All right, but, but the deal is that sounds really awesome. Like, oh, that's really cool, <laughs> but it's really hard. Mm. Um, and the reason I, I would say is that every day we wake up with the world, the flesh, and the devil pushing against that worldview. Wow. So when I'm on my A game and I see that rightly, then I wake up every day and say, in the name of Jesus, uh-huh. I'm here. Yeah. Jesus, you are my Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You are mm-hmm. Jehovah Nisi, my banner. You're mm-hmm. Jehovah Shalom, my peace. Yes. You're Jehovah Rohi, my shepherd. You're yes. Jehovah Rophe, my healer. You're Jehovah Sidkenu, my righteousness. Jehovah mm-hmm. Kedesh, you are my holiness. Mm-hmm. Jesus, because of your beauty and your death, burial, and resurrection, woo, I've got what I need. I put yes. the stake in the ground. You are my worldview. You are who I'm pleasing. Right. You are who I'm loving. You are who I'm trying to be like. Right. Lord, so many people want me to be so many things. I can't do it. Right. I can't be what everybody wants me to be when they want me to be it. Hmm. I can be yours. Yeah. I can respond rightly to you. Right. Just recapture my heart today, Jesus. Yeah. So the the game, the battle's on from wake up. Yeah. And I gotta awaken my soul to Jesus. Right. His world view is beyond this world, which means I gotta I gotta do warfare every day through declaration of who mm-hmm. he is, mm-hmm. through confession of where I've missed it, where right. I'm off, and through re-upping to be submitted to his lordship and his word to right. rule and reign of my life. Right. And we've and we're sitting here doing these podcasts in your war room. Yep. Where you've got, you've got you've you've said I'm not just talking about this. <laughs> As I look around, mm-hmm. we've got declarations, mm-hmm. we've got scriptures right. all yeah. around us. I heard you say right there when you're on your A game, right? You recognize those pressures of the world, yep. the flesh, and right. the devil. Yep. Are you always on your A game? Like <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah. what, so what? So yep. and is that why? <laughs> yeah, you've made these right. provisions. Yeah. The, the, yeah. So great, great question. So the reason I literally have this room with scriptures and pictures that remind me is because I have to keep before me the things of the Lord to stay sharp in the Lord. Right. And I would say, honestly, the the kind of the downside of the um, intentional person, like I want to do all that God wants me to do, or I want to go for it, or I Mm -hmm. want to change the world, whatever. The, the downside of that is that you get so caught up in the work of God that you miss the person of God. Ooh. Or you're trying to solve the problem in the name of God mm-hmm. and you miss God himself. Yeah. Or you're hoping for a God outcome that you're so focused on trying to get to the God outcome that you miss God himself. Yeah. It's kind of like this. Um, if, if um, uh, well, uh, this is true. Laura is such a loyal, faithful, and diligent person. Mm-hmm. We have different roles in our home, how we've chosen to do it. But let's say Lauren, Laura irons the shirts, and Laura uh, washes the dishes, makes the meals. I do some of that stuff too, by the way. But, <laughs> um, but if our relationship is a business relationship, mm-hmm. where all she is is doing, kind of taking care of our home, or taking care of her car, or taking care of whatever, and we don't sit and pause and have coffee together mm-hmm. and talk about how we feel and how we're experiencing life and and um, 
and what's going on inside of her and how do we see that expressing itself in love towards each other or towards family or towards the world around us, then we become business partners and we eventually become dissatisfied with that. Well, we, we all become dissatisfied with just a business relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't mean like doing commerce, but it, that's part of it. But relationship is an intimate experience of two friends mm. communing together and out of that making plans right. that they then work on as a unit right. instead of as an individual. So um, Laura and I are on our A game when we are in sync emotionally and relationally right. and then we divide the duties appropriately mm-hmm. and then we celebrate and encourage each other in our duties mm-hmm. where our challenge and struggles are we get going so fast that we miss each other yeah. that's a classic quote yeah. we're missing each other yeah. or uh, I'm working on a project with somebody and all we're doing is the project mm-hmm. even if it's a God project to miss the person sure. is to miss the essence of what we're created for right so it's it's not a like, oh, well, then don't work hard. Absolutely. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Right. His grace towards me did not prove uh, vain. I didn't set aside the grace of God. But I labor more than all of you, yet not I, but the grace of God within me. So right. he was saying, grace is the centerpiece of our relationship yes. with God. Yes. Grace is the fuel of my relationship for God. Mm-hmm. And I'm working my tail off even more than you right. because I have this relationship with God. Good. Yeah. Good. So it's not a reduction of strength and productivity. Uh-huh. It's actually a richness of it. Right. Because it's based on grace, yeah. not based on proving anything to anybody, trying yeah. to be somebody that, that you know, trying to be like Jesus. I, I'm trying to be with Jesus uh-huh. and out of that find strength from Jesus to right. do the works of Jesus. That's great. But it's... Of him, by him, through him. In him we live and move and have our being. Right. For it's God is working me, but the will and the work for his good pleasure. Right. It's not my will, but your will be done. All right. of this is integrated into surrender and submission. Right. And when that is right and in rhythm and in the richness of relationship, you can't help but bear fruit. Right. But I think we're so um, impatient with the process because relationship takes time. Yeah, and that, that keeps coming up, and I, I think that that's just it needs yeah. to, it just needs so much attention. So let's say let's just repeat it. Yeah. Relationship takes time. So relationship with God takes time. Yeah. So if I'm a younger person right. and I don't look like you, yeah. or I don't have sorry, I don't have the same relationship with Jesus yeah. that you have, right. we would say that's okay <laughs> because yeah, yeah. because we're talking about the grace of God, yeah. and you have a lifetime to discover and revel sure. in the grace of God, but don't uh, don't miss this key piece that relationship takes time. I want to say one more thing that's coming yeah. to my mind, which is um, when Christy and I teach on relationships, we, there's this phrase that we stole from someone about intimacy, which is a I feel like people talk about that word quite a bit. Sure. Intimacy with God or intimate, right. You know, a right intimacy in a relationship. Uh-huh. And it comes from three Hebrew words, but the definition is deep mutual knowing mm. for the purpose of caring involvement. Uh. So there is the outflow, and we're doing things together. And I'm, I'm trying to make this about our relationship with Jesus. Yeah, right. So my deep uh, abiding in Jesus 
is so that I can know him and be involved with him in the things that he is, how he's wanting to express his life uh, through me. But I can't just do the, the caring involvement without the, that deep mutual uh, knowing, but knowing it, knowing yeah. as a person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, huge, right? So, so again, we throw around platitudes, and but we have no knowledge. Mm. We have knowledge in our heads, but Different not type. revelation in our hearts. So, uh, and I, and I would say this: it's true. It's true with all of us, but I'll say especially to millennial and Gen Zs, have incredible access to knowledge, and we believe that knowledge is knowing. Ooh. So because I I can I know more than you do about whatever topic because I know how to Google it how to find it and I read the article right so now I know about whatever it is right. um, uh, but you don't know it until you know him until Jesus has translated that piece of history for uh-huh. you until the Holy Spirit is the one that's given you the right perspective on it or until you're intimately involved with it you don't know what you're talking about. Mm unless you know the people involved in it, yeah, right? I've often said about people have a lot of ideas about working with the poor or uh, whatever. And I said, have you ever lived among the poor? And the answer is no, but I studied it in college or yes, or but I've thought a lot about it or I watched these programs mm. or I read this book. Mm. My question is, have you lived among the poor? Until right. you've lived next door to poor people for a long time and whatever right. the definition of poor is in your context, don't don't talk to me until you know them. Right. Right? When we flippantly make assumptions about people that we know nothing about, mm-hmm. that's unholy. Right. Because Jesus asked us to know. I want to know you and the power of your resurrection, mm-hmm. the fellowship of your sufferings. So when somebody says, do you know Jesus? I'll ask, where have you suffered with Jesus? Mm. And if your answer is, well, I just haven't had that big of a challenge, then you don't know him. Mm in the fullness of who he is right. until we've suffered with him. Right. Where have you seen the resurrection of Jesus? Where have you seen the testimony of Jesus? We know him. How? In the power of his resurrection, I've seen his glory. Mm-hmm. I've seen the fruit of his life made manifest in my salvation, my deliverance, right. my help, my help of others. And I've suffered and found him faithful. Wow. So you're half-baked until both are present. Right. Um, and... Um, and uh, this scripture is uh, uh, um, in Hebrews twelve fifteen. It's a scripture on offense, but I want to the, the highlight. What I want to talk about is it. it says, "Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which without which no one will see the Lord." Mm-hmm. Without pursuing peace and holiness, right? That's being set apart for God, looking to others' interests. No one will see Jesus. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Okay. Right? Lest any root of bitterness spring up, causing trouble by many are defiled. It's a scripture on offense, but here's what it is. Be careful that you fall short of the grace of God, that you don't see the goodness of God on a daily basis, that right. you don't filter life through the God's intention and desire to deliver people, and you, right. don't, and you do it apart from relational context right. versus just outcome desire. Right. So if I want my way, I will end up hurting somebody else to get it. Mm. If I want my way, I will end up discarding and setting aside my relationship with Jesus to get my way. Right. But if I want Jesus and his way, I'm going to appropriately contend for others, even if I have to confront a situation or deal with something unpleasant or suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm doing it with Jesus and not apart from Jesus, so right. I don't fall short of the grace of God. Right. Now, I know we got a, you know went a little bit on a swim there, but here's my point. What's your worldview? My worldview is Jesus, His glory, His kingdom, knowing Him, knowledge mm-hmm. of Him, in His resurrection, in His sufferings, in both my vertical relationship with Jesus and my horizontal relationship with others. Right. And I am not going to pontificate about something I don't know. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not an information dispenser. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm trying to be a revelation dispenser. I'm right. What I know, what I, Paul, uh, John, my one of my favorite passages is First John. What we felt, what we tasted, right. what we've touched, that's what we testify to you. Right. So my admonition, anybody listening right now, cultivate a life in God mm-hmm. that is both meaningful morning by morning, that is based on who he says he is, experiencing him throughout the day. When somebody said, how do you know God is a friend? You walk with him every day as a friend. Right. You can speed up your process of maturity just by abiding him throughout Ooh. the day, not just having a bigger devotional life. Uh-huh. Well, if I just would do maybe another 30 minutes, that would be important. That's very important. Please mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. But it's whether you're abiding to him throughout the day, because I get revelation of Jesus all day long just listening to other people. Sure. Just looking at life around me, just looking at a, a sunrise. Or right. I see Jesus everywhere if I'm looking for him. Right. So are we are, are we doing that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and my answer would be I don't maybe. You maybe. know, it just you you gotta answer that yeah. question. Yeah, and I think that's a good challenge yeah. you know, for our listeners. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so maybe maybe what I'm trying to say back to 2021, looking back mm-hmm. when we're talking about the centrality of Jesus, conforming to His image, beholding Him, being transformed by Him, abiding in Him. All that to say that um, if 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 the Scripture is true, which it is, where it says, "In Him we live and move and have our being; in Him all things consist, mm-hmm. and He holds all things together." then whatever is falling apart is not just a lack of effort or more knowledge. It's getting Jesus back to the center Mm -hmm. of everything that I do, every action and deed that I do, having it centered in Jesus, and he he will hold things together. He'll hold my mind together, hold my heart together, hold my family together. He'll hold my relationships together. He'll hold my business together. Mm -hmm. He holds it all together right. when he is central. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean I get what I want when I want. It doesn't mean it's not some kind of external prosperity demand. Mm-hmm. But there is a satisfaction and right. a fiber in my relational connection with him and with others. And therefore, I believe that always bears fruit because healthy relationships done faithfully mm-hmm. always provide enough and more often than not, a more than enough. Right, right. Um, and, and, and it's satisfying, mm-hmm. and it's full of good fruit. Right. Uh, so um, that's what I'm contending for, back right. to the centrality of Jesus, yeah. that, that if we believe that, then our actions in our lives have to reflect that. Right. And where my actions in life aren't reflecting that, I'm on a, a what, what, what's the word? <laughs> I'm on an intense battle up the hill again to say, yeah. I'm going to abide Jesus. Right. Because I believe he's the only thing that works on right. the planet. Right. And I believe ultimately I'll see him face to face. And I will be rewarded for a, a rich life or a wasted life. Right. And so I'm highly motivated right. because of my worldview 
to love him, to know him. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, you know, one person asked me this, and this is just, everybody hang on with this theologically. Somebody said, what if you get to the end of eternity and you found out that he wasn't real? I said, well, then I would have lived a really good life. Well, I would have still been rich in love, rich in relationship, rich in forgiveness, Mm. and walked in a way that was the preferred way of life. Right. Even if eternity isn't real, sure, and it is, by the way, (laughs) um, it would still be a rich, rich life because I walked with a person and not just by myself. So good. So uh, so worldview is huge. Centrality of Jesus, huge. I I, I really love this idea of a a goal of uh, not just obtaining a certain... uh, outcome or whatever but that that deep satisfaction at the soul level which does come from uh the real the revelation that we are we are we live and move and have our being not just i'm i'm quoting a scripture yeah but i actually believe that yes and i'm I'm living out of that uh i mean that's that's helpful yeah so so maybe i'll wrap this up because i know we need to wrap it in for today but what i'm committed to is re-believing it's a great phrase. Every day I have to re-believe the gospel. Mm-hmm. Every day I have to re-believe the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, right. the open throne room, eternity, and that Jesus' way is the way. So I have to remind myself every day I have mm-hmm. to re-believe. And I love the word believe in the Greek. It says to rely upon, trust in, and cling to. Cling. Cling to. So it's relational rich. Yeah. It's not It's not just mental ascent. There has to be the mental ascent, yeah. but... It is to trust in, rely upon, and cling to. Yeah. And everything of that just smacks of relationship. Yeah. Body, soul, and spirit. Right. Mind, will, and emotions. Yeah. Everything's wrapped into this believing. Yes. So re-believe with me today. So Lord, we pray that yes. all of us would re-believe today. Mm-hmm. We would trust in, rely upon, and cling to you. Mm-hmm. And God, out of the richness of this relationship with you, we would see our own hearts transformed. We'd see our relationships transformed. And we'd see the fiber come back into our society, not yes. because we're trying to change society, but we're, but we're really dealing with ourselves so mm-hmm. that your glory can be made manifest again on the earth yes. in everything that we say and do. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.